0: Hello, and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Plinka, and this is our co-host. Hey, I'm Aaron. The case we have today is somewhat local, so we're doing two in a row. There you go. That's pretty cool, right?
1: That's very cool.
0: It takes place in several locations across Texas, including Houston. Now, I want to give a bit of a trigger warning today because our case involves violence against a child. The story itself caught my eye because the headlines are insane, but I wasn't aware of the gritty details until I actually dove into it, and I learned that this is sort of a horrific journey. Oh, man. Yeah, so also expect some trash talk today, y'all. I swear I'm always standing with a journalistic viewpoint when I start these cases But as we get into the stories, some of these crimes are just committed by capital M monsters. And I cannot keep my opinions to myself.
1: Look, sometimes you really just can't, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Feel free to join in on social media. Let us know what you think. Yep. Our case starts in October 2018 in the southeastern portion of Texas. Halloween is fast approaching, so most parents are helping their children pick out the perfect costume for trick-or-treating. People are carving pumpkins, watching scary movies, and scaring the shit out of their friends. It's spooky season, the best time of the year.
1: It's your favorite season.
0: Favorite one, y'all. In Texas, October also means cooler weather is finally moving into town. After months of roasting and sweltering temperatures, Texans are finally venturing outside for hikes, barbecues, and park adventures.
1: It's a lot of fun. This is That really is one of the best times of the year.
0: For sure. August in Texas is basically hell. Yep, that
1: is I true. mean,
0: it's if you had to draw hell, it would be August in Texas, especially Southeast Texas. It is like a bowl of soup that you are boiling inside of.
1: That's a very accurate. The air has
0: texture, people. So October comes around. Things are finally getting good. But unfortunately... One woman's outdoor adventure quickly turned into a very real horror movie. Because on October 28, 2018, 23-year-old Tyandra K. Kristen called 911 from Gabbard Park in College Station on the worst day of her life. During a trip to the park with her 21-month-old daughter, Hazana, the unthinkable happened. While walking around the park, Kristen decided she needed a bottle of water from her car. However, she didn't want to push her daughter's stroller all the way back to the car. Instead, she opted to leave little Hazana alone for a few moments.
1: That's a mistake.
0: In the time it took her to walk to the car and back, someone snatched the little girl. Christon said she scoured the park looking for Hazana, but couldn't find any sign of the toddler. She needed to report her daughter missing. Police immediately began searching for little Hazana and learning every detail about her life before the kidnapping. They even called in the Texas Rangers. Prior to her disappearance, Hazana and Kristan were staying at the downtowner Inns and Suites in Houston with Kristan's 33-year-old fiancé, Kenny Deshawn Hewitt. Family members called Hazana Muffin because of her sweet personality and bright smile. She loved playing outside and enjoyed stuffed animals. Hazana had a father and large family who loved her, and they wanted her back. On the other hand, detectives weren't so sure about Kriston's story. Police found it suspicious that there was no sign of Hazana at the park. How could she have just disappeared without anyone seeing anything? Something didn't make sense. Because there's a fishing pond in the park, police had several witnesses to question. No one saw anything suspicious, and they all said they didn't see anyone carry off a child or a toddler going into the lake. Shortly into the search, police made a chilling discovery. They found a life-sized doll in a trash can near the park where Hazana disappeared. What the hell? Yes. Normally, you might not think that's a cause for concern. After all, the doll could belong to anyone. It's in a trash can near a park... Perhaps someone else threw it away, right? I mean, maybe? Maybe. Well, the reason why the police were so concerned about this particular doll is what it was wearing. Okay. Because they immediately recognized the clothing Kristan said Hazana had been wearing on the day of the alleged kidnapping. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, at that point, police began to suspect something awful. They believed Kristan had been pretending the doll was baby Hazana.
1: That is messed up oh yeah is that uh, that? that's messed up
0: it's messed up it's real it's messed up yeah that's
1: uh, yeah I, I don't even yeah i don't even know what to say to that
0: mm-hmm. at this point suspicions are so high that police arrested kriston for child endangerment because she did admit to leaving her child unattended at the park and also making a false police report because they are noticing these inconsistencies in the case. And they have this whole doll situation happening. Right. However, they still had no sign of Azana. I mean, where could she be? And did she actually disappear? It's a good question. What happened? And when did it happen? Yeah, for real. Right? Yeah. So, I think at this point, the officers still believe that she could be in that park. Where her mother said she disappeared. So, with that being the only place to start... They continued searching the park for multiple days. Volunteers even stepped up to join the search, hoping to find the little girl. And as many as 160 people helped search that park for Hazana, but they couldn't find her. The search continued for several days before Kriston finally told authorities the truth. She admitted something terrible to police. Despite blaming a kidnapper, she'd known all along where Hazana was.
1: Oh no, did did she hurt that girl?
0: We'll have to see.
1: I'm jumping ahead, I'm sorry.
0: She admitted that she had taken Hazana out, but not on that particular day. And it wasn't to enjoy the scenery. No, she had taken Hazana to a completely different city. She'd taken her to Texas City so that she could throw her body into Moses Lake. What? Yes,
1: Oh, no, uh uh-uh.
0: And at that point, she led the police to Hazana's body, and the day that she took them there was Halloween, October 31st.
1: That is fucked up.
0: Yeah, she is a literal ghoul.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: I mean, what?
1: Like, that's so messed up.
0: Yes. So, police divers went to this lake, and they recovered Hazana's body so it could be properly laid to rest. At first, they could only assume that it was Hazana's body. The medical examiner stated that they believed it was her, but they couldn't be sure until they did testing on it. Right. So police obviously had a lot of questions. And kristan admitted that Hazana was never in the park that day because she'd actually already been deceased for quite a while. And in fact, she had died in the hotel room that kristan and Hazana were sharing with that fiancé, Hewitt.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And the story that this mother would lay out is horrifying and absolutely unconscionable. So buckle in. All right, I'm buckled up. Although Criston and Hewitt didn't set out to kill the toddler, she did die at their hands. The quote-unquote mother admitted the couple abused the little girl, creating a living nightmare for the bright-eyed child with a sweet smile. On the day of their death, Hewitt and Criston took their abuse to a whole new level. It was October 17th, more than 10 days before she finally reported her daughter missing. The couple had just checked into the hotel room that day. At some point, they decided they needed to get some food. From there, police got conflicting stories. In one version, she claimed Hewitt took Hazana to get dinner from a Taco Cabana that night, and he brought her back in tears. However, she also told another version that's been more widely reported. According to that story, Kristan and Hewitt decided to go on a food outing together, but they didn't want to take baby Hazana, who, remember, is not quite two years old. Right, yeah. So they left the baby alone in the hotel room while they went out for a meal. Christan claimed they were gone for about 30 minutes. When they came back, Hazana was crying.
1: Understandably so.
0: Yes, she probably wanted comfort from her mommy, and maybe she was hungry too. She just needed a caring parent to be there for her, but instead she got Criston and Hewitt. (laughs) It's normal to be stressed when a child is crying. That's true. But it's not normal to become enraged. And to be fair, if you are enraged, you should definitely walk away and take some time for yourself. That's not what happened here, though. Because Criston and Hewitt became so angry that they beat the little girl with a belt.
1: Oh, uh-uh.
0: For crying. And she's a baby.
1: Yeah, for real. That's what babies do.
0: What? How do you even...
1: Yeah, that's terrible.
0: According to both suspects, Hewitt started the assault, striking Hazana several times. Then, he allegedly told Criston to, quote, discipline your child, unquote. That's fucked up. Yeah. She admitted to striking the toddler with the belt several times at that point.
1: That's not... There's no excuse for that.
0: However, she says Hewitt wasn't happy with her form of discipline, so he resumed beating the baby. Authorities say they struck the toddler on her arms, legs, and face with that belt. Obviously, beating a child does not stop them from crying, so they kept going. That's obscene.
1: I mean, that's just, there's Mm -hmm. no need, there's no call for that. There's
0: no, no. They ended up beating her so badly that she lost consciousness.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, at that point, these two pieces of shit did what a lot of abusive assholes do when they have brought a child to the brink of death. They put her in a bathtub to revive her. I feel like every time we watch a show about child abuse, they always put that baby in a bathtub. Every single time they shower it off with cold water hoping somehow that's going to bring them back or at least give them an excuse, I guess.
1: Yeah, like it'll wash away what they've done.
0: Maybe, or they can say the child fell, like we're all fucking morons and we're going to believe that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway, so Christon puts her baby in this bathtub and runs cold water over her face to wake her up. Unsurprisingly, the water is not magic and it did not work. During her confession to police, Criston dropped another bombshell at this point. She told them that as she was removing her baby from the bath, she noticed signs of sexual abuse on the body. Really? Yeah. So that's a new thing. Now, I have questions about this. Is she trying to say that her boyfriend molested Hazana on the day of the murder and that day only? Because how does she not see the signs before?
1: Yeah. Right? That's exactly my question.
0: Yeah. I have two theories. Theory A, which I believe is true, although this is all alleged, is that she knew all along that her boyfriend was abusing her child and did nothing. And I say that because Hazana's father came forward later, and he never made any accusations publicly about this. But he did say that she had been ignoring him and basically avoiding him and essentially keeping the girl from him. So if you have a father that's actively trying to engage in the life, and I will tell you that all sources point to that Hazana's father loving her and wanting to be a dad to her and that his whole family was just obsessed with this baby. It doesn't make sense not to let them have time with their child unless you're trying to hide something.
1: That's very true.
0: Yeah so I think she knew all along he was doing something to the baby and that she just never said anything. And at the end, she tried to cover it up by saying that she only noticed it that one day.
1: Yeah, that sounds like bullshit to me, too.
0: My second theory, which is theory B, which is just kind of my extra theory, is that maybe she accused the boyfriend in an attempt to make herself look better. Maybe she's stupid and thinks that everyone's going to feel sorry for her somehow if this happened.
1: Yeah. The I,
0: one time. like yeah.
1: I could see her trying to do that, but, I mean, that's mm-hmm. not... Obviously, that's not how it went down.
0: It's really not. how, And it's not going to work. Nobody's going to feel bad for you because, let's just be serious, you are participating in this murder.
1: Yep.
0: At this point, she's pulled Hazana from the tub, though. And she realizes that the baby is ice cold for reasons that I think are obvious. Yep. At this point, she makes a decision, if you can call it that. It's something I would call questionable. Krista decides that since the baby is cold that she needs to heat her up. Okay. Yeah, so she needs an implement to help with this. Right. So this so-called mother takes a hairdryer and directs the hairdryer at her child's body, her 21-month-old baby's body to heat the child up. What?
1: That doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm,
0: mm-mm. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. When I got to that part of these of these details, I will tell you when you read about this crime. A lot of articles just skim over it or summarize what happened because it is so terrible I got several articles in before I started getting actual details about what happened and at that point I had a little bit regretted telling you guys the story because what in the fuck I
1: know that, that I mean
0: all of the crimes I mean why not just make a checklist and just do all of it apparently
1: right just do all of the terrible things yes yeah
0: I mean who fucking does this I don't even I just can't with this. So, of course, you know, a blow dryer is hot. And because she's directing it at the child's skin, she also ends up burning the baby's body with this fucking hair dryer.
1: I mean, that makes sense. That's... Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Now, it's possible, it's probable that she was already gone at that point. So, I guess that's better somehow, maybe, than being roasted with a hair dryer, too. But regardless... At this point, she starts to realize that Hazana is not waking up. And she never wakes up, despite them trying to revive her. And at some point, Chris Don realizes that Hazana no longer has a pulse.
1: Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you beat a child with a belt. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I mean,. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, as you can probably figure out, these two are not the best people out there.
1: Uh, no, they sound like the worst, actually. So,
0: you know, a normal person might at least call authorities at this point. I mean, we've seen some very graphic, all of us, I think, true crime shows about abuse stories. I'm thinking of one in particular that most of you have probably seen... You know, the trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. Even they called the authorities once they murdered him. Yeah. But these two, nah, that's not what they're gonna do. Instead they wrap the baby in a plastic trash bag and then place her in the back seat of their car where she lay for three freaking days.
1: Wait, they left her body in the car?
0: Yes, in a trash bag. What? For three days. While they were staying in that hotel room.
1: Wait, I that doesn't make any sense i mean one that's horrible to do Mm -hmm. to a a baby yeah or anybody really but also a baby but yes agreed but then like you're gonna leave it leave the the body in the back of the car yeah i mean like what
0: yeah not the two brightest bulbs in the bunch No, for sure. Just ridiculous. Yeah. It's not just that it's horrible. It's that it's for sure going to get stinky in there. But also, they deserve that shit. Let them drive around in that because you shouldn't be murdering people. That's on you. Yep. Okay, so they have this body back there for the three days. Then, on October 23rd, 2018, Chris, Don, and Hewitt decided on a way to get rid of Hazana's body. They drove the baby girl out to Moses Lake in Texas City, which is a 30-mile drive from their hotel. There, they tied a rock to the trash bag holding her body and tossed the bundle over the side of the bridge. Jesus. Christon spent five whole days parading that doll around town like it was her baby girl before she reported the child missing. She even took the doll to Walmart in a stroller.
1: That's psychotic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know what her end game was here because it's clear that they decided that doll was going to help them Get away with the murder somehow.
1: Yeah. I don't know how they thought that was going to happen, but that seems to be their plan.
0: But also being serious for two seconds. If your plan is to have a doll be fate kidnapped at a park and that's how you're going to get away with murder, don't throw the doll in the trash at the park.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: I just don't even know like how you even get to that point. I agree. What's really kind of sad, if the dude had gone up there with her to that park It's possible they could have gotten away with it, or at least for a while longer, if he could come and take the doll. You know what I mean? Right,
1: because the doll wouldn't be at the crime scene.
0: Exactly, because I'm assuming that they wanted someone to see that the doll was there and think the doll was the child, and then they could say, oh yeah, there was a child in there, and then now it disappeared. Yep. I don't know. I just can't with this person. I don't even know how you get to that. Yeah, that's depraved. Once they found Hazana, the medical examiner took her for an evaluation to see exactly how she died. They were able to conclude that she died days before her mother reported her missing, which goes along with the story that the suspects told. However, they couldn't determine a cause of death or when Hazana died exactly.
1: Well, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because she had been...
1: In the lake for a while. A while. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the medical examiner did note bruises on the toddler's body still, but they determined that these injuries couldn't cause the child's death. This part is where it gets even more gnarly for me, because since they couldn't figure out how Hazana died, prosecutors decided they couldn't charge Kriston and Hewitt with murder or any other charges related to her death, even though Christon confessed. Really? Yes.
1: Like, I mean, they confessed to it, though. Like, you can't charge them based Mm -hmm. on on their own confession? I mean...
0: Apparently, that's what they're saying, which is confusing to me, because we've watched countless false confession shows where people went to prison when it's obvious that they didn't do anything or that the cops just fed them lines and that there's no evidence whatsoever. And yet, in this case... I don't think it's unreasonable to at least charge them and argue the case.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either.
0: Yeah, because they confessed to doing the thing and their confession lined up with the timeline that they were able to establish mm-hmm. with things like cell phones and the hotel rental and where they were at different times. Yeah. And both of them told roughly the same story, which is important, and I just can't I just can't fathom how How it's not at least neglect or child abuse or something. Or
1: murder. Yeah, well, I
0: believe it's murder. I do firmly believe they should be charged with murder. I mean,
1: if they confessed to murder, they should be in prison for murder.
0: Definitely. Well, I don't know that they confessed specifically to murder. I think in their version of events, they confessed to, like, manslaughter. But I I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: But I think that it's not quite murder. I think it sounds like murder, too, possibly. Yeah. But definitely manslaughter. Yeah. But even if you want to argue that there's a possibility that somehow she just went to sleep and didn't wake up, there's something that they should get. At least they left the baby alone at that hotel room. That's neglect, at least. Yeah. I just can't with this. I feel like there should have been more charges. Just the crime itself is too terrible.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Just telling
0: a gross story, maybe that needs to be (laughs) a gross true crime story. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's us. We're doing Uh, that. uh Uh-oh. jeez! Oh, my goodness. Nobody tell the cops. So on November 8th, 2019, Hewitt, the boyfriend, pled guilty to tampering with physical evidence with the intent to impair a human corpse. That was his charge. That's it? Yes, even though he potentially might have abused this child in some way, in more than one way, possibly, that was his only charge. That's and bullshit. as part of his plea deal, he received 20 years in prison and he's not able to appeal his sentence because he made that plea.
1: Well, at least they got a lengthy sentence.
0: Yes, I we mean, don't, I don't know nice. for sure if he has to serve the whole 20 with the plea deal, but that was the sentence he got. It's the maximum. Well, that's good. At the end of her trial, because the mother did go to trial, on December 11th, 2020, the jury found Christan guilty of tampering with or fabricating physical evidence with the intent to impair a human corpse. Then the jury sentenced her to the maximum possible sentence of 20 years in prison on December 14th, 2020. They also fined her $10,000. However, she's eligible for parole in just five years.
1: Hmm. That's some bullshit. Yeah. See what
0: I mean, though? Because they killed her. Yeah. Right? I'm not wrong about this. She confessed to beating on her child and putting her in that water and hair drying her and all that stuff. It's not cool.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: I'm just, I don't understand how there's not more charges.
1: There should be. There should be.
0: I hope that these two at least serve that whole 20 years.
1: I hope so, too. Because
0: what they did is just too bad. They deserve it. And they, dro- they had that doll?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yep. <sighs> okay. Sadly, Hazana's family now has to go on without her, including her father, who did love her very much. He spoke to the media while she was missing and told them all about how Kristan had been acting weird and avoiding him. And it's messed up to me that she didn't just ask him to take Hazana if she wasn't able to care for her properly or if her boyfriend had a problem with her. She has a father- yeah. You can't at least talk to him about that. I mean, instead you're going to withhold her? That doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, it definitely doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll never know exactly why she made that decision, but this story is one of the most traumatic ones we covered, so thanks for sticking with us. I know it was gross. I'm going to try harder next week to make sure the story that I pick is compelling, but not this horrifying. <laughs> right. If you want to keep listening to Bad Axe or just want to support the show, we have exclusive content on our Patreon, which is under Bad Axe Pod. You can also support the show over on Buy Me a Coffee. And again, our handle over there is Bad Axe Pod. Follow us on social media at...
1: Bad Axe Pod.
0: We're especially active on Instagram and would love to interact with you. You can also email us your feedback, questions, or concerns at badaxepod at gmail.com. And finally, find us online at badaxpod.com. We love you all and hope you have a great week slash weekend. We'll be back very soon with some exciting new stories. And we cannot wait to see you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.